Hey, welcome back. I am Kim Munson. Let's have a conversation. We're going to have a conversation with Chris Jacobs. He has a very important book out, How Medicare for All Will Wreck America's Healthcare System and His Economy. Chris Jacobs is a senior contributor at The Federalist. He's a healthcare policy expert. And it's great to have you here, Chris. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Okay, let's jump into this. Uh, it seems that uh, we continue to hear more and more about uh, single-payer health care, and, and uh, you know, we, we want to make sure everybody has health care and that they're taken care of. And most all of the Democrat, I think all of the Democrat candidates for president have some kind of, of plan for single-payer. But you say that it's not only bad for health care, it's, it's bad for America. But let's talk, uh, let, let's talk about health care first. Why would it wreck America's health care system? Sure. We, we've seen the examples in other countries, places like Canada, Great Britain. We've seen it in our own country with systems like, like the VA health clinics. Uh, veterans who survived wars, whether from um, the beaches of France in, in, in Normandy to Afghanistan, could not survive their contact with the VA bureaucracy. When we've seen other government systems, they control access to, to treatments and care based on cost, and they impose a regulatory bu- bureaucracy. And those two issues combined uh, result in much uh, poorer care given to patients. Okay, and the regulatory bureaucracy, I mean, I think that we can look at different industries as we look over our shoulder. We just had Jason McBride on with Presidential Wealth Management, and we're talking about the, the mortgage industry that when government came in with rules and regulations, it took, it took a little while, but it was disastrous in 2000, 2007, 2008 in the mortgage business. Then under the Obama administration, the takeover of the student loan program, the, um, you know, the, the debt has ballooned. We've got kids that, that have you know, a significant amount of debt. They don't have the job that they th- thought they were going to get. And once again, government got into that. Or we could look at the Postal Service. Uh, they had just some of the biggest losses that they've ever had. So the things that government is, is running is not going very well. So why would we think that we would want to have a single-payer health care system? Well, that's exactly right, Kim. And, and, and we've even, even seen this in the current health care system. Um, there was a recent expose that I mentioned in the book. Uh, Fortune magazine did about uh, electronic health records. And anybody who's been to the doctor lately knows that their doctor spends more time staring at a computer screen than they do uh, looking at them in the, in the examining room. Why? Because the Obama administration in the stimulus included these electronic health records requirements. And so now you have physicians performing thousands of clicks, 4,000 clicks on average. The average ER doctor makes during one shift that's them taking care of the the government requirements not taking care of patients well and i think we need to roll that back the more that i see about data collection across the spectrum i i think we need to get back to the relationship is between the patient and the doctor um but you know chris it seems that people that um i i don't want to say are opposed to single-payer health care i mean inherently I understand why it ultimately will hurt people, but it seems that our politicians do not have a clear health care plan that, that, that everyday people say, okay, that makes sense. And, and so this whole romanticizing of a socialized, you know, a single-payer health care system, 
what is the answer that that we need to be saying to people that is the better plan? Sure, and and I actually spend the last chapter of my book outlining a, a better path forward and some some simple principles uh, of how we need to reform the healthcare system because it's not perfect now. It certainly wasn't perfect before Obamacare to make things more affordable and accessible for patients. First of all, we need better solutions on pre-existing conditions. The pre-existing condition regulations under Obamacare have priced millions of people out of the market for insurance. We can do it in a better way to make health insurance more portable for individuals, that they own their health policy rather than than their employer, um, and and protect individuals with pre-existing conditions. We need to create a, a sustainable safety net for our country, and that means making reforms to Medicare and Medicaid um, to, to tackle our $21, $22 trillion in debt and make sure that we have a safety net for people who will need it most. And then we need to reform our, our incentives in the system and realign the incentives because one problem in healthcare is that everybody is great at spending everybody else's money. Well, as Margaret Thatcher said over 40 years ago, Sooner or later, the socialists run out of other people's money. And ultimately, it's going to come from, from each one of us that we need to, to, to realign the incentives to make sure that we're, spent, we're each spending money wisely rather than just lavishly spending the government's money thinking it has no limit because it does. Okay. Now, I wanted to back up just a little bit. Um, pre-existing conditions, that seemed to be the thing that uh, the Obama administration, that, I, that resonated with people because health care A has gotten so expensive. So people say, what if, what if I, you know, ha, you know have something catastrophic that happens, cancer or uh, an accident or something catastrophic, and the health care costs are so expensive, and, uh, and, and, you know, and say I might then possibly lose my health care coverage, it would bankrupt me if I have this pre-existing condition and can't get health care. And so that was something, you know, put fear in people's hearts where they're going, okay, yeah, maybe that is a good idea to have Obamacare. How do you answer that? Sure. I, I think the problem right now is our health insurance system is designed for, for third-party payment. And not just that, it's designed, uh, most people get their health insurance through their employers. And we need health insurance that's portable, that individuals own. The pre-existing condition problem in healthcare really comes from the fact that you don't own your own coverage, your employer owns, owns your coverage. And therefore, when you change jobs, you have to change coverage. Or God forbid, you come down with, a, with an illness and you can't work, and then you face the double whammy of losing your job and losing your health coverage at the same time. That's, that's an awful situation for anybody to face. Ultimately, we need to make health coverage more portable so that the individuals own their own health coverage. You get better choice because you would pick the health plan you want as opposed to the health plan your employer wants. And then you wouldn't have the problem of pre-existing conditions so much because if you buy your health plan, for instance, when you're in your 20s, you're in college, you're just out of school, and you can hold and keep that plan for years and years and years, no matter what employer you go through, then you wouldn't face the problem of having to switch coverage and being denied because of a pre-existing condition because you can just have, have your plan for, for years. 
Okay. Now, we're going to go to break, Chris Jacobs. When we come back, I like that, but how do we get from here to there? Uh, and, and I think that that's an important question. But if we can get these things answered, and I imagine the answers are probably in your book, uh, what you, uh, how, um, let me give you the exact title on that. That is The Case Against Single Payer, How Medicare for All Will Wreck America's Healthcare System and its Economy. I bet those answers are there. But when we come back, how do we get from here to there? Because that makes a lot of sense. This is Kim Munson. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back. I'm Kim Munson, and let's have a conversation. We are having a conversation with Chris Jacobs. Uh, he is a uh, public policy expert on health care, this important book, The Case Against Single Payer. Uh, it's great to have you, Chris. I love the idea of making health care portable, uh, but how, how do we get from here to there when we have all of these employer-administered um, uh, you know, insurance programs? How do we get, get away from that? Sure. The, the Trump administration recently released a regulation. Uh, I mentioned it in the book, and I've written about it at, at the Federalist, that would allow uh, employers to convert their existing employer plans into a defined contribution system. And what that means is that an employer would give, say, $300 a month or $500 a month, a set amount into an account, that the employee could then use to buy health coverage that they want rather than what the employer wants. And the employee could continue to do this on a tax-free basis, so they wouldn't have to pay federal, federal taxes on it. They would continue to get the, the, the tax subsidy provided to employer-sponsored plans. But then the employee would own and control that health plan, and they could take it with them from job to job. The administration's rulemaking says that uh, – Tens of millions of people would have access to these plans w- within the next several years. So I think that's something, if we can move to a more portable health, uh, health insurance system where individuals own their own plan, that would certainly be a striking difference to the Democratic plan, which is to have the government control everything. Okay. Now, we had a listener that just texted me, and he said, type 1 diabetics are dependent on insulin pumps. So let's say somebody has that kind of a pre-existing condition. How, how would you address that? How do you think that should be addressed? Sure. And, and, and some people will have, as, as your listener mentioned, type 1 diabetics. It's from birth. It's from childhood. You, you wouldn't necessarily, uh, you would have a develop, uh, develop a pre-existing condition very early in life. Um, there, there are certain way, way, there are other ways to treat that. Um, some of that are, are high risk pools that we had prior to Obamacare. Um, they would require some state or federal funding for those with, with chronic illnesses. There's also direct primary care has become very popular, uh, in recent years, primarily because, as I mentioned in the last segment, doctors are so, feel so oppressed by the government mandates. They want to get out of the government system, get out of the health insurance system, focus back on treating patients. If you end up in, in a system where um, patients like, like your listener with type 1 di- diabetes, they would get care directly from, from physicians, directly from uh, whether it's a, a physician practice or centers of excellence that are particularly good at treating, whether it's diabetes or congestive heart failure or specific conditions. Those kind of, of solutions would, would help those who already have pre-existing conditions. The problem with Obamacare 
is that it imposed a one-size-fits-all solution, whereas the, the proposals I've outlined, both in, in the book and elsewhere, more tailored solution, try to use the scalpel instead of, of the hammer and the billy club to try to fix the problems that we have in our health system. Mm-hmm. You know, it's astounding to me, Obamacare, as we're seeing, it, it's, it's not working. There may be a few people that it's worked for, but overall it has not worked. And it was astonishing to me that we were actually going to penalize people for not buying something that they didn't want. I mean, that was almost historic to have that happen in America. And, of course, when Trump came in, he got rid of that, that individual mandate, which, uh, again, it's freedom versus force. You know, and, and uh, Trump was standing on the side of freedom. Obama was a takeover or an attempt to take over of the health care system. So it's astonishing to me now that we have Democrat candidates that are doubling down on that because it didn't work then. So if we double down on it, it'll doubly not work. Uh, I love your solutions. I'm going to get your book because I think that this is really important. We need to get our, our get out there instead of saying that doesn't work. We have to talk about what does work. One other thing, though, you say that a single-payer health care system will also wreck the economy. How, how do you come to that conclusion, Chris Jacobs? Sure. It's, it's more than $30 trillion in, in government spending and higher taxes. That in and of itself will have a huge impact on the economy. Then you talk about the dislocation within the health care system. There are half a million people that work for health insurers in, a, in our country, more than some people don't like their health insurers, and they're a great punching boy and whipping boy, but eliminating the health insurance industry, putting half a million people out of work, is obviously going to cause dislocation for, for, for those individuals. Then you look at the dislocation with, within other elements of the healthcare system. There was an article in the Journal of the American Medical Association, very prestigious medical journal, earlier this spring that I mentioned in the book, suggests that 1.5 million jobs, job losses, could result just within hospitals from, from single-payer. The purpose of single-payer is that doctors and hospitals get paid less to treat more patients. That's the only way that, single, that the math will work under single-payer. Well, as you would imagine, Kim, not many people want to pay, get paid less to, to do more work. Mm-hmm. And so there's going to be job losses within the hospital sector, within physician offices. All of those people will either get take pay cuts or end up getting laid off. That would be a, a massive a, a, a trauma to our economy. People are talking about whether or not we would go into a recession in the next few months or maybe next year. If you enact a single-payer system, that would be a prolonged recession because you could literally have millions of job losses resulting. Well, and it doesn't take a rocket scientist. If there's one and a half million people, less people working at hospitals and in the healthcare industry, then the quality of care is going to go down. And, exactly. And, uh, and we have, we, we've been, you know, we, we certainly have things we can complain about here in America, but the quality of our health care is is really really good and so why would we wreck that it comes down to i think in many ways control and that is picking winners and losers and everyday hard-working people lose uh if we would go to a single-payer health care system so again the solutions would be first of all to make uh to make our health care our insurance 
portable, that we own it as individuals, not, you know, through an employer. And then uh, certainly that will free up if people are making those decisions once again about their, you know, which insurance company they're going to go with. It seems to me like that industry, we would have many more people coming or many more uh, businesses coming into that industry, creating jobs, a competition. And then the other thing is, is get get a bunch of those rules and regulations, all those reports that your doctor has to do. It costs money, uh, it costs time, and it takes away, as you mentioned, time that the doctor and the nurses can focus on you, the patient. And so those two things seem to make a lot of sense, Chris. Yeah, it, it, it's, again, as you mentioned, it's force versus freedom. The, the, Demo- the left's answer is always more government. Obamacare failed. It didn't lower premiums. So the answer is always more government, more government, more government. We need to put patients back in charge of their own health care decisions. And I think the American people will make smarter decisions and, and restore the doctor-patient relationship. Okay, well, this is a, such an important book. It is The Case Against Single Payer, How Medicare for All Will Wreck America's Healthcare System and Its Economy. So, Chris Jacobs, uh, what would be your final thought that you'd like to leave with our listeners this morning? I think we certainly educate yourself. This issue is very important. It will be an issue in the Democratic debate tonight. I, I can all but guarantee it. And you need to educate yourself and, and, and get the facts to arm yourselves with arguments against the left's health care takeover. You know, and I need to ask you one other question. Uh, many years ago, um, before the, the real, you know, the progressive movement that started back in, you know, the early 1900s here in America, it was charities that took care of people in need. Could we actually look to private charities to step in, like, like my friend that has type 1 uh, diabetes, could we lower taxes and have charities step in and start to address some of those chronic issues? I, I think that's certainly a better solution than a, than a one-size-fits-all all takeover of health care. This is the problem is that whenever the left promotes government-oriented solutions, they end up hurting the people that they most intend to help, whether that's people on Medicaid, which provides poor, poor quality coverage, whether that's people in rural areas that will see could see hospitals and medical facilities shut down under single payer. That's the problem that the government solutions end up harming the most vulnerable, and we need to help them, and there are better ways to do that. Well, and we've seen it. Government takeover of the mortgage industry, then the mortgage industry had big, big problems. We saw government uh, takeover of the student loan industry, and uh, we see what's going on with that, trillions and trillions of dollars in debt on that. And so why would we go for a trifecta and have uh, government take over of our health care system? So Chris Jacobs, very important book, The Case Against Single Payer, How Medicare for All Will Wreck America's Health Care System and Its Economy. Chris Jacobs, thank you so much for being with me today.